This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast. This is Erica Pulsinelli, your host, and I am so excited to be back for another episode talking about all things 5D, high vibrational, spiritual, meditation, all the things. So welcome and come on in. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode. We are here today with, oh my goodness, how do I even describe Rachel? <laughs> I know her as Rachel Rubin. That's her maiden name. Um, and Rachel is a multidimensional, beautiful being. She is an owner of three businesses that she's going to share about here. And I love each of her three businesses, and I am a client of all. Um, she's a friend, a mentor to me and beyond. I just can't wait for you to be here to listen in on this conversation, um, hear how meditation is such a big part of her journey and building three businesses, becoming a mother, being an amazing friend, wife, and beyond. So I'm so excited to welcome Rachel to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. What an intro. I mean, that was so sweet. It's Thank you. Just, just so much more I could say. I think we're in love, I would say. I just think you and I are like vibrating on the same plane. Like I feel the same way about you. Every time we get to talk, it's just an explosion of energy. It really is. And Thank you I for that. also have to say that like to call you a friend and a mentor, I I you know how I really go within for all of my answers. And I'm in like a type of place if I'm reaching out to someone for help. And like you are that someone for me. And I'm beyond Thank blessed you. and grateful for your presence in my life. Like you have no idea how much that it is has. an honor. That's an honor. And I love when we get to have those conversations. Truly. It's it's a connection that I value. I love those moments that we have together. Thank you. I do too. And I feel so blessed and grateful for them. So, I mean, I want to hear your intro because you just do so much. Um, just introduce yourself to the audience, share who you are, where you're from, what you do, a little bit about what led you yep. to where you are today. Yeah. How much time do you have? <laughs> so I am Rachel. I am a mom. I am a friend. I am the CEO of three businesses. I'm a leader. I love to meditate. I'm spiritual. Um, my journey started in hardship as most entrepreneurs journey does. Um, when I was 18 years old, I had a lot of trauma that caused me to need to drop out of college, you know, New York, Long Island. That's where you and I started, started our journey and knowing each other. Um, and essentially because of the hardship that caused me to drop out of college, I decided to focus on a passion where I combined makeup, hair, and photography. And at Hofstra University, I snapped some photos of my best friends in a blizzard and, you know, put some American Apparel leotards on them and took their photos. And then I remember I went to the Roosevelt Field Mall and somebody stopped me and was like, I love those photos you put on Facebook can you do that for me? And a career was born and, you know, I was 18. I was set on a journey. I was set on a passion mission. I come from, you know, a long line of entrepreneurs who instilled business into my mind. I knew I loved beauty. I wasn't very spiritual at the time, but meditation was embedded in my heart through my dad. Um, he's studied under a Taoist priest and, you know, used to teach me fundamentals of meditation, but it wasn't my whole life at that time. Um, so fast forward 10 years, I basically took the skill set that I was doing all around New York City, makeup, hair, and photography, and I launched Parlor, which is a combination of all of those things, a salon, spa, a photography studio. It's an 11,000 square foot space. It's a mecca of positive people where we make people look and feel beautiful. Um, I have 30 employees. And we are the world's largest and most unique beauty destination to ever exist. A year after opening, you know, Parlor and that iconic brand, everybody asked me, how did you do that? How did you build that brand? How did that come to life? And so I brought together the team that created the brand and I launched a creative agency with the same people, which is my creative agency, Parlor Brand Studio. 
And then in 2020, all of my businesses shut down like everybody else's and I found myself bored and anxious and needing to solve a problem. And I taught myself how to sew and I invented a product that was a combination between my beauty education, my branding education, and Sleepy Tie was born um, in 2020. So it was a three year span of launching three large businesses that not none of these businesses are you know considered small they're all corporations and somehow i find myself here in 2022 owning and operating three large brands with three spaces and i think i do it all well and meditatively you know because i put that work in so i just had a baby (laughs) so here we are when I was in the shower this morning, I was thinking about how I I didn't really know you in college, but I knew of you because we had right. mutual friends. Vinny was friends with you, and I would see you on Facebook. And today I was I was seeing like I got a flashback of all the shots uh, and the shoots you were doing and what you were posting on Facebook, and they were just so unique, and you were really ahead of the time. Thank you. At that time, it was before what everyone's doing now, like on Instagram. It was. Photo shoots. Thank you for knowing that. It was before. It was. It was before, it was, you know, you were before your time, and it was so cool to see what you were doing, and you were just highlighting, like, your friends and people on campus, using them as your canvas. And it is just, I have chills thinking about how you had to leave college and how you are just so wildly successful today. It is such an inspiration. And it's it's also amazing to hear that you actually taught yourself how to sew and creating sleepy tie. You guys know, the listeners know, I always use my sleepy tie. It's changed <laughs> for me, really, it has. Um, Thank you. Wake up with great hair. You definitely solved a problem, and it your hair feels even better than normal because of the silk. It's like literally, it makes your hair nicer texture. It's bizarre. It's insane. It really is. I actually don't. It like came through me. I don't even know how it happened. My sister asks me every day. She's our chief of operations. She's like, "Where did that come from?" And I'm like, "I honestly, I think it selfishly came from my need." to prolong my blowout. And um, yeah, I actually just want you to know, I made it a satin product, not a silk, because I wanted to respect the vegan community because um, I found out that silk actually is a negative cognitation for worms in that community. So I went satin, which I thought you would find interesting. Well, the satin is really doing great things for our hair. Thank you. Thanks. And I also love that your family is so involved in your business. And as someone who's yeah. own business, like my why a lot of the time, which I don't think a lot of people know, is my family. Like I want to be able to provide for my mom I didn't know that. my brothers. I want to be able to support them and have them live a happy life and have access to things. That's beautiful. But I look at you and I see like your sister working for you and your mom's there helping you. And that's something I love. I love. I love to see it. It's so beautiful because I think when you have that energy with your family, you want to be around them and you trust them. I, I resonate with your why 100%. You know, like all I ever care about, you know, my family has come from a lot of hardship and we've always been happy through it all. And for me, it's just about the peace, you know, like the peace that family can have together to just enjoy every moment and be present together. Um, I love working with my sister and she's, you know, every business owner I think says they wish they could clone themselves and, you know, they could do twice as much. Carly is genuinely the only reason that I'm able to do as much as I do. And that's what I was going to ask you because I'm running one business. It feels like eight businesses because there's the social yeah, media, for sure. there's the meditation aspect, there's the content yep. for my members, then there's the, yep. and the accounting and the emails and all that. Mm-hmm. How, like what else do you feel like really helped you to actually run three corporations? Yep. So I went to school for business. I don't think school necessarily taught me business. Um, I really focused before I opened parlor, I did two things. I said to myself, you need to be open to learning every single weakness that you have. I think I'm just really good at understanding my weaknesses and filling those holes 
um, with incredible people. I think I attract people that are positive and have high vibrations. Um, so essentially, I would say those two things were I, I studied under a monk for a year who taught me how to meditate, uh, how to do breath work, how to center myself, how to sh shed the skin of somebody not liking me or judging me. I had to learn all of those things before I opened you know, a business like Parlor. And the second thing I needed to learn was business structure. I knew that I didn't want to just run a normal business. I knew I needed to understand how does a corporation run? And I was on a mission to learn that. Um, I felt a little bit, um, what would be the word? Uh, at a disadvantage to like my friends because they all got to graduate college. You know, they weren't in financial hardship. And I felt like they had the opportunity to learn what corporate structure was like. And that's something I think a lot of people probably take for granted. But like for me, I was like, what are meetings like? Like, how do you hire? How do you fire? Like, what's HR? I had all these curiosities. Um, I went on a hunt for books to understand the accountability charts of companies. And to put it simply, I would say the only way you can do more is by having the most incredible team around you. It's all about the people. It's all about the vibration. I mean, you know that. Yeah. And you make it like, I'm like, I want to be a parlor. Like you just make it, you, you feel it. You feel your energy and you feel that way you. everyone else. That's why I drove literally three hours to, to do a photo shoot with you, to rebrand. Rachel is the one who really, um, Rachel and her team are the ones who recreated my brand and the new website and, um, the new video photography that I'm sharing. And there, that's an energy. And people may oh, say, yeah. you go to New York City and find something, uh, when it's energy, like it's gotta be right. And I'm gonna replace to parlor, to Boston, to to have that experience. And the moment I walked in there, I felt even though parlor was closed I, that morning, I felt the magic in the salon where yep. I got my hair blown out, which was so nice. And then being in the, the brand studio, it's just such an incredible space. There's your brand like lives and breathes through every aspect of your business. And it's, it's a beautiful Thank thing. You. It really is. Well, it's funny you say that because I think your business does the same. So my meditation coach, the monk that I told you I studied under, he used to have me meditate on the concept that my aura was my business mm -hmm. and that he would have me envision the c consumers walking into my aura and their services happened inside of my energy field, which is why I think, you know, you and I often talk about like introvert, extrovert, like needing our alone time. At the end of a work day, I, I cannot socialize because I think I've had so many people, whether I'm there or not, inside my energy field, it's a lot. And I think your business is similar in the sense like what people are buying or what they're gravitated to is your energy field. They're stepping into your world, your mind, your brain, you know? That's so true. And it's funny because I was about to ask a question and when you started talking and it was literally about the same exact thing. So I was wondering if you started, when you started studying with the monk, was it knowing in preparation that you were about to launch a business? Did you have the idea or did you feel something like stirring and cooking up and you just knew you had to get your mind right? I had signed the lease. That's a good question. So I had signed the lease and then the day I signed the lease, I committed to myself that I was going to train myself in corporate training, um, which I got a business coach to do. And I got the meditation coach. So I did two things once a week and I had a year and a half to build parlor. It was, you know, decrepit. I had to build it from the ground up. So while we were in construction and building, I actually had an, another smaller version of the business in operation. So I operated that business, kind of treated it like it was my university to parlor. We always joke about that. It was my lessons um, and hiring and firing and all the mistakes. And then when I signed the lease, I committed. Wow. And before that, were you meditating at all? I know your dad kind of introduced you to Taoism and meditation. Were you meditating before that? So I would say I was, when I was little, it was ingrained in my mind that if I went to an ice cream store, I had to know the flavor of ice cream that I wanted to have before I went into the shop. I had to have laser focus. Mm -hmm. 
if I was having trouble with homework, it would be required that I sit in a dark room by myself and look at a candle flame and get the candle flame to center out and reach my chest. Um, it's, it's in my soul, you know, like meditation is a part of me. So I think it's always been something I have understood. Yeah. Did I sit and do breath work? No, I did not. Um, I didn't know from it. And I guess I didn't really know that meditation could have so many forms. So I think in my own way, I was peaceful. Um, and, and then when I, you know, started to learn more, that's when it really exploded for me. That's beautiful. Tell us about your day because Rachel and I will like inspire each other and be like, okay, are yep. you up at 4.30 this week? Because I just need <laughs> my butt accountable and she will be that person for me. So tell us what you. your day looks like. Tell us about your morning yep. routine. Tell us every detail you want to share. So my answer would look very different pre-baby as to now. So pre-baby. For me, it was all about routine, rigid, rigid routine. It wasn't just wake up early. It was wake up at the same time every single day and do the same five actions in the first part of my morning. Um, what those actions were are always including water, uh, breath work. Some form of scent is always very important to me. I need to cleanse my aura through scent. Um, something audio, like I would listen to high frequency or some format of music, um, and then some format of stretching or, or uh, motion. For me, it could be a walk in nature, it could be uh, going on my vibrational plate, my chi machine, just something to kind of get my blood flowing. Um, coffee, like I really loved the order of my day. I, I love to have a day before my day. That's what's important to me. Post baby, um, you know, it's a challenging world to navigate and I'm still learning it now. I have to be less rigid with what I can get done in the morning because my time is not my own anymore. Um, and frankly, my child is a form of meditation for me. When I look at her and she smiles at me, a light inside of me is so bright that it is equivalent to the happiness that I would get from that meditation. But what I do now is I basically set my alarm and I take her with me. And so her first feeding of the day is always done to high frequency, um, to an incense burning, and we meditate together. So I shut my eyes, I set intentions for her day, I set intentions for my day, and then we set them together. I like to think she's talking back to me. Um, and then once I set her down, I move to whatever, whatever I can get to that feels meditative to me to start my day. That's beautiful. And I feel like that's Thank what you. shifting into 5D is all about. It's about Definitely. being able to find meditation in almost everything that we do. And that heaven on hundred percent. And like Kundalini, as I, I you know, everyone knows I love it. It's very structured, can feel very masculine, like different sets of exercises for a specific a specific amount of time. And yep that helps us to be able to then take that frequency and then put it into those more feminine outlets of like just looking at a child and reaching that meditative state or just listening to the frequency yes. and hitting that frequency as you're in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You you feel in your heart, it's so obvious the way you speak, what I feel in my dimension. Mm -hmm. We're in the same dimension. I think that's the love we feel for each other. And I do think it's a, it's a trophy that dimension. I, I think it's earned. I, I don't think it's just, you have to be able to repetitively get yourself to the dimension where everything you're doing becomes meditation. Um, and I think it's a hard concept to understand from the outside if you're not personally experiencing it, but you're exactly right. In every moment I am living in 5d and yeah. it's, it couldn't be more beautiful. Yeah. And tell us more about that. I recently saw someone actually ask you that, and I think it was one of your like Q and A's, um, because you talk about living in five D. And someone was like, "Where can I learn mm -hmm. more about this? What is five D? Like, what does that mean to you? And are there mm -hmm. moments or tools that you call upon to be able to shift yourself back into that space?" It yeah. So it's a loaded question. Five D is something the fifth dimension for any listeners who just don't know yet 
you know, there's the third dimension, which is physical, you know, it's where we are, we're touching, we're here, we're on the ground. You can look at the fourth dimension as in between and the fifth dimension is almost like you're flying in a plane above your life, able to view it from an aerial perspective. Um, I've learned about 5D. Uh, I actually started learning about 5D because of my friend Camille Kostek. Um, it's why I love her so much because she helped me enter into the zone of the fifth dimension, taught me what it meant, and then I started studying it after she started talking about it through books, through podcasts, anywhere I could research it, I did. And then I was like, oh my God, this is, this is me, naturally. Um, to stay in the fifth dimension, every single day, I start my meditation by saying spirits, guides, and angels. I ask for a day of heaven on earth. I ask for a life in blissful 5D energy. And I wish this for myself. I wish this for all who I come in contact with and for all who I love. Um, I start my day like that because it reminds me that nothing matters, but everything matters. So it's like, it's about love. The fifth dimension is just pure love energy. Um, and I'm not perfect. Like I dip out of it sometimes. It's beautiful. I mean, I, I definitely dip out. Someone can like trigger me. Like I was triggered before this, this call. Somebody was really pushing me to my limits. Um, and then I, what, I, what I did is I sat in a room by myself for a second and I was like, I honestly said in 200 years, we're all gonna be dead. And so I said to myself, does it matter? Does it matter? Is it worth my, my heart's energy right now? And I pulled myself back. And I was like, spirits, guides, and angels, give me the strength to keep my faith, you know? And it's never ending. It is it. I'll, when I feel myself dipping out of the 5D, I'll literally say to Vinny, Erica's ego is speaking right now. And then I'll continue to speak through the ego. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. at that moment and I'm back into 5D. That's but I beautiful. recognize this haunting, triggering thought yep. that the human yep. needs to address. And then I'm back yes. to yes. the original self. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm so glad you brought up ego because I, when I first started learning about the fifth dimension and people would say ego I used to think it was like being cocky yeah. or being conceited ego is so much more than that it's how you identify it's the drama of your own life mm -hmm. and I think the question is how much do you buy into the drama yeah. you know that's something I ask myself often is like why am I buying into my own drama it's life is beautiful each moment is beautiful it will pass us by you know yeah, and in those moments, we choose the fifth dimension. We choose the frequency of love. And yes. I was also, when you were sharing, I was also thinking about moments where um, you kind of think to yourself, someone triggers you or something happens that is unfortunate, really uncomfortable, not the outcome you wanted. And you have a choice in that mm -hmm. moment to go into victim mode or go into fear or go down that, that road of 3D or 4D and instead lean back into that divine spirit realm knowing that everything is part of this divine plan and that you are completely supported and maybe any rejection is truly that divine redirection and in those moments it's like there there are forks in the road all the time or at least i feel it every day literally could choose like the other day i wasn't mm -hmm. feeling well and I had to break it down. And it's so cool. I like geek out over this. I get so excited. You could see on my face. It's so cool to start becoming the observer of your life. And oh my God, it's beautiful. Aerial perspective. And the other day I wasn't feeling well. And everyone who's listening by now knows I struggled with health anxiety. So I felt myself having the choice of, do I go down that route of fear and which is just going to create and exacerbate what I'm feeling, or am I going to play this through and realize that I'm safe? I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Even if yeah. there's something that I need to deal with in this present moment, that's part of my divine plan and I'm going to be okay. And you just start to continue to choose that path, that path, that path. You lean into it and your whole reality shifts. And I will never forget that meme that like that video meme that you posted one time it was of mr bean 
You don't want to talk about Remind me of which one it was. When I'm in alignment or when my spirit guides have me in alignment and it's just like Mr. Bean, that's his name, right? That yeah, guy? I love, yeah, I know. I, yes. So he, like, there are a shit ton of, like, interruptions, distractions, things coming toward him. And yes, then, yes, I know what you're talking about. Boom. Like. Yeah, but he's just like, he's see, just that's me. Like, float through. Yeah. Just with it's almost flighty. Like, I just thought of, like, 16 things I wanted to say, but I was so present in what you were saying, they're gone. Like, it's just sort of, like, I think that's probably, like, the next topic in, in line, in the sequence of what you just said is, like, presence. Yeah. Is it's, it's just, I think it's also being present in the divine timing of what you're saying. Like, divine timing is something you have to have faith in. It's not something you can just be like, yes, divine timing, divine timing. It's something you have to fully buy into. And I am fully bought into divine timing. And I believe that I can manifest. I believe, I know that I manifest. I, I feel it. I know that I can speak things into an existence. But just because I, I manifest something doesn't mean that the universe wants it for me immediately. Yeah. And it's so true. And with what you said, how um, you have to like buy into the idea of divine timing, it's the surrender piece. Being able to be like, I oh, yeah. saw something way bigger than me. I trust mm-hmm. that I don't know it all. I trust that there's mm-hmm. so much more beyond myself and being able to get into that space, it just, it dissolves any, we, we don't understand. And you know, some of us are beginning to understand, but I think for a while, many of us, I certainly didn't understand that by, by obsessing over or thinking about the things I either wanted to manifest or how I wanted life to be, or even my fears projecting them out. I thought I had control over it. And as much as we are co-creators for sure, we need to use that energy in a really powerful way. And that last step of manifestation is to be able to trust in the in the plan and surrender so that we can allow it to flow. We could trust that it's going to happen if setting intention if it's for our greatest greatest and highest good but also in the timing that it should should when we're ready for it just like a, a spiritual awakening yep. or an energetic upgrade you know sometimes you want to be yep. in the space but it could be too much for our body we have to be ready for it and it's the same thing for anything else yep. that we want to manifest one of my favorite gurus is um ramdas i follow him very closely um he studied a lot in india and one of his biggest teachings is attachment it's yes being spiritual yes having faith but having no attachment to anything or anyone he states that we're all just loving awareness i once listened to him speak for one hour and the only thing he said in, in the entire speech was i am loving awareness and every time he had said that it slapped me harder i am loving awareness it's just like how much of a being of love can we be um and how detached can we be from our reality you know and and it's i think you said too that i really liked it it is a choice being in 5d it is a choice it is something you have to work towards but i also think one thing that occurred to me is i think you know some might perceive us if you're a beginner as woo woo or I think the thing to take note of is you don't necessarily, it's not about God, the, what, what you and I are talking about. This is not religion. There's such a difference between religion and spirituality. My spirituality is that I believe in the life force. I believe that there's something powerful around me, energies, auras, um, spirits, guides, angels. I believe in all of that. And I believe I'm constantly assisted. So I think everything we're saying kind of comes back to belief, lack of attachment, surrendering, and being love, you know? Yeah, so true. And bringing up God, it's interesting because there's a meditation in Kundalini and the G-O-D energy in the Kundalini practice is considered generator, organizer, and destroyer of energy, which is very interesting. Interesting. I think, you know, we all have, learned in some way no matter what our religion is that there's this like one person or power and i think um 
you know, as you just explore deeper within yourself, you find the true meaning for you and what that means for you. And whether you bring that into your meditation practice or not, it doesn't have to coexist together. And it can be, it can be separate until, or if you're, you're ready to like integrate that or feel that connection throughout. Um, it's so true. Well, I think it helps you remove judgment. Like, cause before I was in the fifth dimension where I'm living in a bubble of loving awareness, I guess I could have said I judged other people. You know, I'm Jewish and I, not that I judged anyone negatively, but I believed that was my path is Judaism, you know? And I'm like, that's the path I like. Um, and then when you rise above, like, let's call it religion and politics, you realize everyone's right and everyone's wrong you know like it's just a bunch of banter it's really none of it matters it's just like i believe in everyone's religion and i am everyone's religion i am jewish i am buddhist i am everything i am christian whatever you want to call me i just am i have faith in life's force and um it's beautiful when you start to feel into that oneness it's so hard to it's so hard to give into labels anymore and totally the titles and the separateness and it becomes Mm -hmm. so so obvious and so clear um you know there's a lot of separateness i i believe we're going through this huge massive shift of like this polarized i agree and a lot of labels where we're, we're, I think collectively, we're in that 4D bridge of shifting. Definitely in 4D. Right? Yeah. We're shifting out of just the 3D. And that's why we're seeing so much on social media or in the news or whatever it is, the this versus that, because we're really starting to make shifts into this state of oneness. But oneness is hard. It's hard to accept that it's namaste the light in me honors the light in you and how interconnected we are and to see ourselves and other people um but i do i really do think we're going there which is such an incredible i think we're going there too and see it is hard though i know you and i have had like a lot of conversations about politics like how do you how do you take a stand but not take a stand you know like i because i just can see everything from everybody's angle. I'm, I'm always like, yeah, they're right and they're right. And, you know, I don't think everyone can be like us either because, so I sort of feel lucky. People will attack us and say, what do you mean? Right. You can possibly see it from both sides. Then you're right. whatever. But it's like, no, actually, right. I'm an empath and I feel and understand the consciousness that they are at, the perspective they yeah. have, as well as the perspective yeah. you may have. And that's why. Yeah, that's their stuff. Too hard. That's their stuff. No, I can't relate to how somebody might have grown up in the projects. I I didn't live that life, and I honor and respect your journey, and I want to understand it. That's to me is more important is understanding and listening more than I speak. You know, tell me about. That's why I just I want to talk to every homeless person. I want to ask every homeless person how they. What? Yeah, it just like slaps me. I just, I want to know, like, how did you end up there? And I don't care how many people make fun of me when when I give them money. Like, I respect you. You know, you're a person too. Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like sometimes it's harder to have an opinion when you're so empathic because of exactly what you said. You're seeing so many sides and you start to see that the veil, like we've been under a lot of illusion for a very long time. And I think yeah. things are coming to the surface where we're starting to see like, ooh, that actually wasn't how I ever thought it would was. And oh, I was kind of tricked into believing that this was good or that was good. And you start to be like very hesitant before having a strong opinion or taking a quote unquote side because there's mm-hmm. always more than what we what we yeah. buy, and that's why it's so important to have our intuition, which we are working on every single day. Yeah, I did want to ask you. I know last year you shared like a huge manifest that came through for you. So I know you believe in manifestation. I know that you are a powerful co-creator. Do you want to share some of the huge manifests that you have manifested in your life and in your business? My God, there's so. I mean, I'm literally manifesting. I manifested before I got on this podcast with you. Like I said out loud, like we're going to have an explosion of energy and then I'm going to launch my podcast. And I texted my team and I was like, this is what's happening. You know, like 
you've inspired me and and I the big manifestations for me are every single aspect of my life is something that I've asked for you know I, I think there's beautiful surprises like for example I found a puppy on the street of San Diego and I never in a million years thought that he would be a dog I fell madly in love with and is like one of my greatest little soul family partners and you know I didn't ask for him Harry but he's the love of my life um so there's things that happen that are a pleasant surprise but like let's talk about getting pregnant you know like I'm used to really working hard at something and then getting what I want impulsively I'm a Leo like I I do want what I want when I want it and I do white knuckle things and you know I wanted to get pregnant mm -hmm. like this I wanted to get pregnant on my honeymoon a little what did I know you know and I went to Asia I went to Thailand for my honeymoon and when I landed it was March 2020 and the world shut down so that manifestation of me wanting to get pregnant on my honeymoon I we would have been I would have been pregnant in the heart of the pandemic and so divine timing had my back you know it took me a year to get pregnant and I was like this sucks and then I was like whoa thank you so much universe for having my back this timing is so beautiful you know some people look at that as changing your mind I look at it as the information changed you know and I like kind of went with the flow of my life um, but yeah like manifestations in my business I, I kind of look at everything as a compound effect for me I don't know if you've read that book but it's all about how little things become big things there's never one big massive thing that I'm manifesting it's always what am I manifesting today you know what am I manifesting for this week I look at things in small chunks and then they slowly become really big effects I love that I was actually gonna ask you for tools or little tips that you use for manifestation but I actually love that and that's something when I started working for myself I started to do more of like what is it that I want to focus in on today or maybe like yeah. what is that really big manifest I want and what am I doing today to ensure that I'm taking a line mm -hmm. action towards that because it's all exactly. those little steps and those little experiences that lead to that final manifest. And I think a lot of people mm -hmm. on social media just see the big shiny manifest come through and they could say, like, mm -hmm. oh, she's lucky or whatever else. But I hate that. Sometimes people don't see the work and all of those little things on the way. So other than that, what you just shared, is there anything else that you feel like is a tip for manifestation or something you do that aligns you with your intention? So I talk to myself very often, like probably so much that I could look psychotic, you know, like every morning I, I, I talk out loud and I, I'm like, Rach, how you doing? How you feeling? What do you want? Um, I think talking to yourself is important. You phrase it really beautifully. I have a meeting with myself every day. Um, you know, as a businesswoman, I have five to 13 meetings a day. And they're all involving other people and other people's energies. And so I have that first meeting of the day with myself. And the best way I can say it is I either say it out loud, I either put it on, I put it on paper, um, I say it to someone I love so that it's, you know, starting to come into fruition, or I sit and I rock and I shut my eyes and I go to my heart center and I connect with my third eye and I say it in my mind. Um, usually it's a multiple versions uh, redundantly of the things I just said. Usually it's not just one. I'm not just like, okay, check. I manifested that today, moving on. You know, it's, it's something I feel and believe and I speak into life. Yes, yeah. And I also like lately acting and showing up as if it's already yours or it's already on its way. Oh yeah. That really should yep. be energy. Really. Yeah, well, and the phrasing of that too. You know, like I, it's not, um, I will buy, I don't like to manifest financial things, but like let's say somebody that's listening is trying to get pregnant. It's not, I will be pregnant. It's I am pregnant. I am these things, you know, like I am a mother. I am maternal energy. You need to be it already. Yeah, it's so true, it's so powerful. What are, th maybe three, I don't know, three came to my mind, but what are some tips that you would give to someone building their heart-centered business or any business 
um, what are like the keys to success that you believe are the keys to success? You have the best questions. Um, number one, accept that nothing will ever be perfect. You are essentially always chasing progress. Um, there is there is no time where my business will ever be perfect. We'll get pretty damn close, but we will always be working on progress. And I would say like after that, it's how much can you truly challenge yourself to view every issue as an opportunity? So if we're only working towards progress, then that means nothing's perfect. And it means that you're gonna have issues. So what's today's issue teaching you? What opportunity is it showing you? And it's not bullshitting that. You can't just be like, yeah, like I learned something from that. It's believing it to your core that this issue was divinely timed and is here to teach you and take you to the next step. And I would say lastly, it's delegate to elevate. You need to have the team that you can delegate to so that you can elevate to the next level. And I'm constantly focusing on what can I take off my plate to give to somebody else that they would love to do. You know, that's living inside of their unique ability and heart center to do this job. And now I can move to my next version of elevation. I love that. And I'm just gonna put my manifest out here that we're saying it now. Um, I am trying to attract in an in-person assistance, maybe two, oh, yeah. three days a week. So I'm putting it out there with all this good energy yep. that that person yep. will find me and we will, Yeah, we'll, they'll be happy, I'll be happy. That person it's true. is gonna change your life yep. and you're gonna change theirs. And it's gonna be a beautiful relationship that will last for so many years throughout your entire career. That person's just gonna be like your ace. I love that, I'm, I'm attracting that in right now. But the second one Can't wait. you said, I think is so important in business and in life. And I think that's what faith has really brought me. Like when there are challenges, whether it is in my business or outside in my personal life, like what, why am I presented with this and how am I going to expand from this? Because I believe that every challenge I'm, I'm thrown or that comes my way, is an opportunity to truly expand and it's true yep. and you like you said you have to have the faith and like you have to feel that and you're like not like oh everything happens for a reason like no like really feel yeah. it in your cells like i know yeah. this is happening for a reason i feel that in my body and i'm gonna trust what do you think helped you really build your faith like i know just by practice i don't want to say just because it's you know, it's work. I, I did the work. I got up every morning. I got my ass on my meditation mat. That's what helped me build my faith. Just having that time with myself. What do you think it is for you? So as a businesswoman, I'm constantly between the world of emotion and logic. Mm -hmm. I think organically I lean towards emotion, but I'm actually also very logical. So I would say for me, it's, having felt the results of my faith is what motivates me to continue. Mm -hmm. I like tangible things, you know, like I like to know that something's working. Yes. It's not just this floaty, dicey, woo-woo thing for me. I have felt and reaped the benefits of my faith and my manifestations, you know, like I've touched them, you know, and, and when I do that, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is fucking badass. Like I, I made this happen and then I'm like what else can we make happen like this is sick I love it I'm in I'm in control but I'm I'm detached yeah you know yeah. so I'm motivated by the success I'm motivated by the growth by the change I love it mm -hmm. that's so true and taking those moments is so important because I think a lot of the times Sometimes um, when we work for something or we set intention for something, we're always looking for the next thing just in our society. Like there's always yeah. more we could have, there's always more we could achieve, there's always more. Mm -hmm. But to take those moments and celebrate the crap out of them is what helps us to be present, expand mm -hmm. in that moment, and then really pull in. And it's I think it's like that bridge to the next manifestation for sure. Yeah, and I think there's like, always something I'm working on on myself but I think it's being able to be a mirror to yourself like I blame myself first for everything not in a self-loathing way and in a reflection way you know like right now one thing I'm trying to manifest not trying I don't like the word try I am manifesting 
that I'll spend less money on Amazon. I know that that's so weird, but like for me, I am very impulsive and I like to have what I want and I feel detached from the fact that there's money on the other side of my purchases. It feels very much so like anything I want, I can have in a day. And I think that's, our, you know, our whole society is like that. I'm also really trying to be focused on how much phone usage I'm having with my daughter. Um, and these are things like before I left her today, I went on a rampage. My husband was cracking up because I'm like, you're going to have a beautiful day of heaven on earth. And when mommy gets home, we're going to take a beautiful bath filled with sunshine and lavender. And I'm not going to use my phone and we're going to be fully present and look in each other's eyes. I've already manifested that when I get home, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow and the day after. And when I go to Amazon, I'm going to be careful with what I'm adding to the cart and I'm going to slowly but surely get better. You know, I have chills because it's that simple. It is. Attention is, is simple once you start to practice it. And once you start to realize the power that you have, and it's true, I, Mm -hmm. what I do a lot, which I think you'll really love. And you may have heard me share before. If I feel like I have a really busy day and a lot of things that I want to get done, I will literally say out loud, universe, you're going to expand time for me. You're going to Mm -hmm. allow me to get done all that I need to with Mm -hmm. extra time. I'm actually going to Mm -hmm. end up with extra time because I tend to run a little late. I tend to jam a lot of things in and Mm -hmm. it works every time, every time. Every time. That's the fifth dimension. One of the books that I read about the fifth dimension, she talks about how she's like late in the car and she's so flighty and she's like so in her head of like the world of positivity. She gets there early and she's like, I was behind, there was traffic, like there was all these things, but then somehow I got there early. You know, I think you're really speaking to that dimension. It's so true. I had a recent experience about that too, where like, I was going to be in the city, but I still need to get a card for a dinner party. And it was raining. And I'm like, how am I going to be driving around the city, park, find a place to get a card? The place I was at had a table of cards. I walked out of the space and there was a paper source right next door before I could even get to my car. And I'm like, this is five days. Like just those simple things. 100%. I'm like, I couldn't have manifested more. I got two places to buy cards. Never mind one. Mm -hmm. It's just so cool. Blessings. Right? I have two more questions for you. And if we keep talking about like 10 more, but yeah, about these two. (laughs) So my first one is, do you feel like intuition and logic are the same thing? Or have you ever had to, have you ever had a gut feeling where you wanted to do something, but you had to go more logical? Did it work out? Did it not work out? So your question's interesting. I think I was starting to touch on it before. To me, intuition is similar to emotion. Emotion versus logic is the whole theme of my whole life. And um, for me, like I need to have people in my life that can be my logic. Um, And that's part of like the keys to my success. In in business, Mm -hmm. there's in my head, visionaries and integrators, people who imagine and people who apply. I can teeter on both. Um, but there are times where I can see something shiny, like a shiny idea. And I'm like, let's do it, you know, and I need to bring myself back down to earth and I need to meditate on that concept. So there's people that help bring me back down, you know, my sounding board, my sister, my husband, my parents, my siblings, my friends, um, my spiritual friends, people who understand the fifth dimension. Like I have my people. Um, but no, I, I actually think that they are oil and water, intuition and logic. Um, there are times where I will logically apply something to my business and then meditate on it. And my intuition says, absolutely not. And vice versa, you know? So interesting because I, I'm like all in on intuition. I can't function without that. And I see it more as wisdom. But it is interesting, I think, when you have other people to bounce things off of, because then they expand your perspective. They bring oh, yeah. perspective, and then that can change because our emotions and then sometimes our intuition can be based off of only our experiences. And then you have others mm. to bounce it off of. So that's really helpful and interesting. The yeah. last question I want to ask you is, how did motherhood change your life as CEO of these three businesses or even your day-to-day life? I think it gave it more meaning. Um, before, when I 
you know, was just my husband and I or just me as a person, I would work to see how successful I could get. It's not financially driven. I, I'm literally addicted to the next step. Mm-hmm. I like to see, like, to push myself, you know? Um, maybe narcissistically, maybe selfishly. I don't really know what drives that. But when I had Lily, it did drastically affect how I worked. Um, every day when I leave her, I say to her, mommy's leaving and I'm going to either set up your future or inspire your future, whichever is your choice I honor. Um, but my goal in leaving you today, you know, cause of being a working mom is difficult. You want to be there for every second is um, I say to her, I'm showing you what it looks like to have the life of your dreams. And I hope that you're watching me. And I, I know that it's it's beautiful it makes me cry don't make me cry i'm already um i want her so it gives what i'm doing more meaning you know like i it sets up possibility for her but it sets an example um and also let's just be like on the logical plane for a second having a baby and having a house is expensive there it makes me need to work more um and motivates me to do to succeed more um so it gives meaning in so many different ways logically and emotionally yeah that was so beautiful and i think that's going to thank you with so many people and it's all about intention and that is i feel like that last response just really captured what living with intention is it's how you leave your baby yeah. in the morning it's how you speak mm-hmm. it's the words that you're really putting out there and mm-hmm. that's the tone for every action you take and it's just beautiful. Rachel, thank you so much for just thank the you. that you are, what you offer to the world. I can't wait for Parlor to come to New York. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'll Never there. happening. Parlor's already been in New York. <laughs> we're, we're in Boston now. <laughs> we'll go somewhere warm and I can move there and we could create <laughs> wonderful things together. If not, I'll, or I'll continue to jump. Me and you can have retreats. Yeah. We can have a meditation business retreat. That'd be amazing. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. I love you. I love you. you. I'm so grateful for our friendship. I'm so grateful me for too. the time and space that you make for me literally anytime I need it in the busiest forever, in the busiest life that you live and for you making this time and space to be here. And everyone should follow Thank you. you. Everyone should follow you. Thank everyone you. should follow your brand. So just give your um, handles a shout out. You guys can find all of my handles through my personal account, which is at Rach Lindsay. Lindsay's spelled funny. It's L-Y-N-S-E-Y. Okay, Rach Lindsay on Instagram. Yep. And then from there, you yes. can follow the parlor and the brand studio. Yep. Definitely a and great follow inspiration. So thank you. Thank you. I adore you. Thanks for having me. I adore you. I love you. I love you. And we'll end with a long time sun mantra. May the long time sun shine upon you. May all love surround you. And may the pure lights within you guide your way on. Satnam. Thank you guys. Namaste. Bye.